Hello, everybody, and welcome yet again to another episode of the Elite City Podcast. Uh, we have a returning guest, a friend of the show, Paul. Uh, I do not remember how to say your last name. I do apologize. <clears throat> That's fine. That's fine. There are like seven different pronunciations floating around the internet right now. <laughs> that's, so. why, that's why you just say you make up a name like City. Oh, see? Paul, Paul City. Paul City. Go. Yeah. There you go. Actually sounds like a band from the 80s. Yeah, I toured. I toured with Foreigner in uh, <laughs> '84, but we had to have Paul on because there's just so much, so much happening, so much going yeah, on, so, so much going on. Um, the CM Punk uh, rumor mill is—it's moving pretty fast right now. It is. It really is. Uh, and and uh, All Access premiered, which was all, spreading its own unreal. its own set of rumors now and its own set of backstage gossip. So we've got that too. Uh, unreal show I, i'm so happy we didn't physically talk about it and it's going to be all like first reaction it's yeah i made a point to not message you about it after i saw it just to yes. like we can talk about it we can talk about it on the podcast we're, we're being laughed at on our own show i believe <laughs> 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 well this is the so, last time you'll be in this yeah yeah friend of the show eh? false <laughs> paul city out i'm out <laughs> But yes, uh, All Access um, premiered yesterday. Uh, I don't know if, if both of you have seen it. I know, I know Blasco has seen have. it. Um, yes, general impressions, what did you think? Um, it, it reminded me of a one-hour road to. Um, yeah, good call. Like real life. <laughs> uh, I, I, really, I really liked it. It's, uh, they kind of buried Thunder Rosa, but I kind of enjoyed that. Kind of buried. They definitely buried Thunder Rosa. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a little sarcasm in there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I did kind of enjoy that, though. I don't know why. They made her seem awful. And uh, I know she isn't awful, but I see where they were coming from. Though. And I've heard that that um, next week she's going to get to Yeah, a bit, it, so. I was going to say it looked like she was going to get to tell her side of the story. Speaking but, of stories, though, a weird thing. I found it weird. Yes. They didn't. They, they were just like, the Young Bucks got suspended. Anyway, moving on. Like, they, like, that was well, weird. They, well, the Bucks did say they were never going to talk about it. So they kind of, bear, they, they let everybody know. Yeah. Like, did you catch that at the beginning? It's a like, weird, or... I, I, I understand that maybe, like, there are legal issues. Like, because, but it is weird to just be, they've never mentioned, they've never explained, like, on TV why the young bucks and Kenny got suspended. They were just like, they got suspended and now they're back. Like it's always been like this weird, <laughs> mm -hmm. this weird, like they yeah. fell into a black hole for two months and then came back. So I, I haven't seen it. So like, is the show like, like, is it like a reality show? Like, like on the road, um, like vignettes or is it like, cause you said they were burying Thunder Rosa. Yeah, right. it's kind of like a, it's kind of, this was the first episode, so it was kind of also yeah. like a introducing the characters. If you hadn't, mm -hmm. I don't know who's watching the show who doesn't watch AEW, but I guess that's their goal, is to make it like a, a Total right. Divas type thing where people who don't okay. watch wrestling still watch the show. Um, so they kind of, you know, their main characters are kind of Sammy and Ty, and then Adam Cole and Brett, mm -hmm. and um, 
they kind of had a little bit with um, MJF, but not much. Uh, and then the, yes. the box were like their next main storyline. Okay. Uh, so Britt was kind of the kind of the narrator for the show because she's connected yeah. to the Adam Cole stuff, and she's also connected to you know the women's title and Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. So she kind of was like their main character on the show. They don't really follow them on the road, but they have them backstage at events, talking a little bit before their matches and a little bit after their matches. Um, but she really did bury Thunder Rosa. She had a conversation with uh, Tony Storm, who at the time of the recording was the interim champion. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that more, but everyone hates interim champions. Like every, it's <laughs> universally seems like all wrestlers right. hate, hate the, uh, the interim title idea. Um, and they kind of buried Thunder Rosa being like, you know, you, you get to be the interim champion. And she, uh, you know, just said she was hurt and didn't want to show up anymore. And now you don't even get to be the real champion. And they kind of, Britt Baker's was kind of comparing her situation of, you know, I have a back injury. I had a broken hand. I had a broken nose and I continued on. So why didn't she, which was a little, eh, yeah, but <laughs> it was very wrestler. It was very wrestler to be okay. like, well, I, I broke my back and continued wrestling. So why didn't you? And I'm like, well, you probably shouldn't. And then, and, but then they cut to Adam Cole being like, he has a serious injury, so he can't wrestle. I'm like, that's yeah. It was a little strange, but. And I was going to say, the only thing that made me, like, agree with Britt is when Britt had her broken arm. And, like, now, granted, it's different if you have a back injury. Like, Britt could still work with a broken arm. But Mm -hmm. she was still saying, like, no matter what she had, she would have still been backstage and still had, like, the camaraderie with everybody. Like, you know, you're, you're getting paid a lot of money to get flown out to go hang out so why wouldn't you be there like yeah i kind of get her point too like she put over thunder rosa and then thunder rosa just wasn't around i can kind of see her being oh if you're injured you know show up and cut a promo or do some backstage stuff don't like Mm -hmm. but in the same way i took it in the same sense like she knows that all injuries aren't the same, right? Like maybe Thunder totally. Rose, we don't know what Thunder Rose's injury is. And Brit yeah, also too. seemed like she was playing this up for TV, right? She was trying to create drama that necessarily may not have been there. Yeah. And she was definitely like swinging in and out of character. Like, yeah. cause when she did mm-hmm. the thing, like when she explained that she was a real dentist, like, Oh, she was Britt Baker, the human being. Right. And then, like, I forget what the exact quote was, but when she said something like, Oh, do you want me to be an ignorant bitch or whatever? And she kind of got that little smirk on her face and then got real catty. Yeah. (laughs) It it was just an instantaneous switch, but she was doing that a lot, I noticed. Yeah, for sure. It's a Um, bit of a problem with wrestlers whenever wrestlers do out of character, in character stuff. Yeah. Or it's like, or it's like Britt Baker backstage, but she's still being Britt Baker, the TV character, but not on TV, but also on TV. Like it's a little, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Whenever wrestlers try to do that, it's, it's a little, it's hard to do. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting and I enjoyed everything. I like the show. Like I would watch it. I would watch it. Totally. Quickly. I'm totally all in on it. It, it had, it was fun. And to be perfectly honest with you i think people are gonna love sammy when this is over yeah especially because they were hinting at um well not hinting they they basically said that sammy was all excited that he got to work a match with danielson two matches with danielson yeah and then 
in the preview for next week, I think he's like, yeah, but then I haven't been on TV in two weeks. Like they're kind of making him seem like more of a sympathetic character and, and tied to being where yes. she was like, everybody loved me. And then I started dating Sammy and then everyone started booing me. Like, I don't know why. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of painting, they're trying to paint them more sympathetic. Like than, positive. Yeah. Yeah. More positive light. The, the Eddie stuff seems like it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, because I don't know uh, if he he's always kind of he's like MJF where he, you, he's always kind of in character. Yes. So that'll be interesting to see how he does a how he does this. And he, I, I don't want to uh, sound negative when I say this because I myself suffer from mental health and I take medicine every day for it. Mm-hmm. And so when I say this, I'm not being negative, but. I think Eddie is going to end up being the poster boy for mental health after this show. And I really hope he is because he would be a great flag bearer for everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean that and, article that he had in like, like last year in the players oh, and players tribute was, was outstanding. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think like they showed the little preview of him and um, Ruby Soho, like sitting in the arena seats and she was like telling him like, you know, people love you. And he's like, I don't want to hear it. And yeah. she's like, no, they really love you. And he's like, bah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this whole thing, like, Eddie is going to make a lot more, like, I don't want to say personal fans, but, like, people are going to latch on to him more, I think. Yeah. What did you think of what, I, what I, I'm calling the McManification of Tony Khan? Where they kind of started the show with, like, Tony Khan started this company and revolutionized wrestling. Tony Khan! Like, it was a little... It was it was very what Vince would have done. The show started with a very Vince McMahonish type tone. Uh, see, I, I looked at it differently, but you're right. <laughs> it's it's it, I, it, Paul. You didn't watch it, but it basically started with in 2019. Tony Khan had a revolutionary idea to start a wrestling company that would compete. No one's ever competed in the last 20 years, but Tony Khan did. Like basically, it started with <laughs> yeah, and I I get it. Uh-huh. Um. But it did seem a little like that's exactly how Vince McMahon would have started a show about his company. One thousand <laughs> percent. But then, but then I would say like if if you, I do think there are okay. So without having seen it, I'm just talking on my ass here right now. But like, sure, sure. A but, yeah, thank you. Um, but but I imagine like if your only understanding of wrestling comes from like a cursory knowledge of WWE. And you probably somewhat know Vince McMahon. Right. And so I, I guess it's like an audience point of identification, even though I don't think Tony Khan has had any sexual harassment lawsuits. Against him. <laughs> not that we know of. And hopefully yeah, not. we know of yet. Um, or, you know, got arrested, you know, tried by the federal government for, you know, you know, drugs and whatever. But like. You see, uh, you still have time. But that took years before Vince got trained. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He's, he's just starting true. out. You never know. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I. But it's weird. I, I, I always think like my the things that turn me off AEW are the points where they're trying to be a bit too WWE, and uh, it makes sense to me. But also, it sounds a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I get it as well. Um, totally. And they did. I mean, they didn't. They did mention that like he had the elite. Like it, it wasn't just like he started this company on his own. They did say mm-hmm. that they didn't mention Cody which I'm sure people are mad about. Um, but they they mentioned the Bucks and Kenny. They're probably and... not allowed, honestly. Yeah, it's true. They're probably not allowed. You're right. I didn't think like of that. If, yeah, like if Cody would have went to 
WWE and like back and I'm not making fun of him. I say this, but if he would have been Stardust again, they could have said, "Oh, and Cody Rhodes." But because he's like an active roster member, they probably couldn't. Yeah, you're right. They probably have some weird deal where they own his likeness or something for television. Yeah, you're right. That's true. (laughs) I didn't think of that. Because I mean, Ty did mention she she mentioned that she she was hired by WWE. Right. But you're right that they probably can't use him as a because he's a current character on their show. That her story too seemed like. What kind of scumbags do they have working for them? Like, <laughs> she was like basically saying they were just like touring the uh, Olympic rejects and promising them the world. Right. <laughs> Essentially, yes. And then she was like, oh, and then I got fired. <laughs> After yeah. she moved to America. Like, Jesus. There was a little um, with her and with not not as much with her, but also with the Bucks where they I think they didn't want to bash wwe too much because they kind of just said oh wwe found me at an olympic trial and i was really upset and they hired me and i moved to america and then like fade to black and now i'm an AEW. like they didn't like <laughs> i get why they didn't want to mention what happened but it did it was kind of like the buck situation where like we won the trio's title now here we are now like it was kind of just fast forward <laughs> through time like that's not talking about the uncomfortable thing Yes. But I get it. Like, I, I understand why they... I, I I found everybody on the show sympathetic, except for the Bucks. Like, I didn't... When they were just like, we haven't been in a ring in two months. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> like, I didn't... I really... Like, it's two months. Like, yeah, you didn't wrestle for a bit, but now you are again. So, like, like they didn't have health problems. They didn't, like... It's... it's Right. It's a little yeah. weird that they, like, were like, oh, we haven't wrestled in so long. Like, yeah, but you could have wrestled in a ring like no one told like you just weren't allowed on television and they own a ring too right like, <laughs> so it like... really bothered me when he was like oh we haven't had the chance to wrestle we were sitting at home for eight weeks and you own a ring like right no better time <laughs> and like missing eight weeks of work for most people is like that's a pretty good vacation like it's not i know they Absolutely. didn't i know they didn't <laughs> want this to happen to them but like it's not like adam cole who's like i couldn't wrestle for a year because i actually couldn't get out of bed because i had a concussion right. Like mm-hmm. they easily could have done. I don't know. I, I didn't find, I found them the least interesting characters on the show. And that's not an, even really me knocking them because I like them in the ring, but I did find them the least interesting characters on the show. Now, this is going to be me playing devil's advocate and me thinking that everything is a work. <laughs> did you notice that on their first time back at work, when they, right before they run into the big show when he's pulling into the lot, and they're they're shaking hands with everybody. The first thing everybody sees them and starts busting out laughing. And Eddie did it the most. And when him and Nick are hugging, they're just cracking up. Right. And it really made me think, like, okay, like, is that your little wink and nod to the camera to say, like, yeah, we just bamboozled all y'all? Or was I took it, it as I took it as that they were laughing. Like, wasn't that a dumb situation you guys ended up in anyway? like see i took it as like the other one like yeah we got him everybody thinks this is real right i don't know on that note let's just move on to the let's move on the cm punk situation we were talking about um the interim title how uh tony storm and Britt baker really didn't like the interim title um another person who didn't like the interim title we found out was on uh renee's podcast was john moxley he didn't seem to like the idea of being interim champion either and 
wanted to validate his title run by beating CM Punk. And then we get into what actually, we don't actually know what happened there. Like when did Punk refuse to lose to him? Did he refuse to lose to Punk? We don't know, but there's a bunch of rumors going around. My, my this is my whole, like wrestlers are weird. They're like the goalies in the NHL or just goalies in hockey in general. Right. Sorry if there's any goalies out there listening. I apologize. Um, first off, the sport, it, like it's like that part of the sport is fake. So right. <laughs> why that would matter to you is beyond me. Like as long as you've made it through your match, all your arms and legs still work, and you can walk, and you're not hurt, you should be happy. Now, from the owner's perspective, if you know that somebody's hurt, why don't you just strip them of the title? have a tournament and then say when the person comes back, they're the number one contender. And then you never have to have an interim like champion because I, it's not real. I wonder if they would have, cause the first time they did the interim title was when I think Cody got COVID and he was supposed to be on battle of the belts. And then they did right. the, they did that weird interim title where Sammy faced Dustin for the interim title. And then Cody was gone for like a week and then they just had the rematch, which is weird. Um, Very. If they hadn't done that, which I think they wanted to have a title match on Battle of the Belts because it's Battle of the Belts. Right. If they hadn't had to do that, you think they would have done it later? Or were they just trying to follow their precedent by doing it again? I mean, that, that is a good point. I, I forgot that was the first time that they did do it when Cody was sick. Uh, I, you know, maybe to bring back what, what Paul said a few minutes ago, like maybe to just be like, Hey, WWE never did this. Let's stick to it for a second to maybe it's just try something different. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, and then they saw that it didn't work. But if that was the case, I don't think everybody would be so mad about it. Like Mox, even talking about it today on Renee's podcast, he seemed a little annoyed. Yeah, it's weird because I, in one sense, I get wanting to be recognized for the thing that you did. Right. But in the other sense, like if Mox had a five star match when he is when he was interim champion, and then Punk came back and beat him, and that interim title didn't reign, didn't count. It's not like we're gonna that that five star match didn't happen. It's not like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's not like people will be like, oh, he had a good match at the pay per view, but it was for the interim title, so we're not gonna count it. Like that's not right. that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. So I don't. On one sense, like I get it because you want to be recognized for the thing that you did, but in the other side, like yeah, it's not real. <laughs> so and, and again like I, I don't it does sound like we're ragging on the, like the person like it, it's taking nothing from the person it's not there yeah and, I, and i'm not a wrestler so maybe like i don't right. understand right like i yeah i i, I don't know it just to me it like there's a simple solution because the sport isn't real <laughs> like yeah you can literally change the game any right. anytime you want. Well, I feel like they're not going to do it again. I feel like this is the. I, I agree. I this think is the interim titles. Yeah. I feel like because it just it didn't work. Yeah, I, I, yeah, for me, like the like I think we I talked on this the last time I was on the show. Like I, I don't like the interim title. I, I think it just creates confusion, and again, like it, it's yeah, it's not real. I I I I really struggle to understand. As much as I love wrestling, I this is this is a brick wall for me. I, I don't understand the need to be to be the champion. 
right? I, I get right. it, but I also don't get it. it like, this isn't a real thing. Right. And you're still getting the recognition if you go on last, if you're the last match or you're carrying the company for a bit of time. Um, I don't know. Like I listen to most of the podcasts and I, I don't know. I, I get it. But also I think like, like Rick said, like I, it's, it's just something out of my wheelhouse. I don't, I'm not a wrestler. I, but I, I don't get it. I don't. I, same here. <laughs> and it's weird that like, I don't know, because you're right that when you're the, the champion, they're kind of trusting you with like, we are going to put your face on the poster and you're going to go on last mm-hmm. and you're going to be like mm-hmm. our big name that we try to sell our shows with. But like, you can be that person without the title like like mm-hmm. in w like in wwe like if john cena was never champion again john cena's still john cena and when yeah. he's and he when he wrestles on a card everyone knows oh john, the john cena match is a big match like that's the one i should care sure. about mm-hmm. or the rock like if the rock came back people would watch the rock whether or not he was champion mm-hmm. so it's weird that they feel the need to like when the rock did come back they felt the need to have him in a title match with john cena because like he's the rock he doesn't need that right right so it's weird now that like yeah john moxley was world champion a interim world champion during that summer and had a bunch of good matches and then punk came back and beat him and became you know unvalidated devalidated whatever the word is his 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 moxley's title run Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they didn't trust him over that summer to be the face of the company and it didn't mean that he wasn't in main events and it doesn't mean that he wasn't their top star. Right. Right. It's, it's just so weird. But I guess in the pecking order, maybe it does like, maybe it's just like, Oh, we're putting you here just because this other guy's hurt. But as soon as he comes back, we, you're not really the top star. Maybe that's why it's upsetting. Well, that I could see that. But again, like Paul said, as long as you're on TV and as long as you're on the card, like, I don't know. I guess it's an ego thing that I just don't have, but yeah, I would just be grateful. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like we always say um, about professional sports. Like if you're in the NHL or NFL and you're not trying to win the Super Bowl or the Stanley cup or the NBA title, then there is something wrong. Like you should want to be that. So I guess, it, I mean, they are professional athletes, so you should want to be the champion. Mm-hmm. But I, again, it, it's not Bruno San Martino in the seventies anymore. Like at, in this day and age, like, I mean, there's people that have never been on television just through Twitter are more popular than people in WWE. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are other ways to get yourself over too. And I guess it depends on the person because like someone like Brian Danielson, he couldn't, he doesn't seem like he could care less. I've, I've heard that he actually doesn't want to be the champion because he right. doesn't think he needs it. So I guess it not to say one personality is better than the other personality, but it's not a universal thing. And see, I, I'm, that's where I am with MJF right now too. Like, I think it's awesome that he has the belt, but does he need it? Right. He could basically be doing the exact same thing without, exactly the title yeah i agree with that uh, so i um, did like um 
Mox's take and Renee kind of clarified his take on social media when he was just saying there's so much, uh, you know, complaining yes. and wrestlers complaining so much on social media. And Renee kind of pitched it as a, it's not a, she kind of pitched it as it's like, it's like a younger person's thing. Like a younger person will spend more time venting on Twitter than like maybe an older person will. And right. that doesn't necessarily mean they're unhappy. That's just how they vent. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you might come right. home from work and complain to your, you know, your partner or your friends. Oh, that was a rough day at work. It doesn't mean you don't like your job necessarily. It just means you're venting right now. And right. so when, you know, the bucks will complain or, so, or someone will complain on Twitter, a younger wrestler will complain on Twitter. Are they just venting? And it doesn't mean they're unhappy. Right. And like the other way I looked at that um, statement is like, they're both looking at it through, like, I know Mox was on the indies, but he basically looks through things through like the WWE eyes, even though he hates it there, but he was there longer than he was on the Indies. Right. A lot of these people that are on the Indies, like they, yeah, they could have been mad because they might've got burned by WPW or whatever. Right. And literally just went on Twitter. and was like, Hey, that place sucks. I hate it there. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mox doesn't have to worry about his job at all. Right. You know, and, like Mox has a guarantee. He's like, a, you know, he's like a big band. You know, they're not going to play for less than five grand or whatever. You know, like so when Mox does those indie dates, you you know he's still getting paid. But right. Not everybody has that luxury. <laughs> I did find it interesting that it wasn't necessarily them complaining. It's more just like they treat social media differently than maybe other people. Yeah. Would treat it. Mm-hmm. And that goes to like I think I think a generational thing too. Not only just right, like like you said, like I I don't necessarily vent on social media because if I what I want to vent about, I I have like I'm in my 40s, right? Like I think of it like a WWE thing, like keep that stuff in house, right? Or right. keep it um, <clears throat> keep it in the home, right? Whereas my students, right? Like their like form of venting is to go on the TikTok, and right. um, I don't know if they are even on TikTok. I don't even know. But the fact that you called it the TikTok just shows how. <laughs> yes, because uh, <laughs> I'm an old man, and <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I wasn't going to say anything, but I definitely noticed it too. <laughs> Damn. They're on that. They are internet. All the kids are on these days. They know. got the Wi-Fi. That's they right. What is this? Don't even need wires. <laughs> they don't even need tubes for the internet. That's. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> lighted up some dead air. Okay. Yeah, it really, really died there. Um, yeah. Got... What I did amazing. find interesting was this time after the punk Instagram post, which yeah, he's a 45 year old man. The fact that he's, <laughs> he's posting Instagram stories is a little, a little odd. Um, but I, I, excuse, I, I me, excuse me, he's 44 because oh, sorry. We, we are separated. Our birthdays are a month apart. Uh, so, of course. Nice. Not, not 40, not 45 yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in one sense I do get it because Meltzer's message board post was kind of, first of all, inflammatory. And mm -hmm. we've heard so Meltzer dumb. late since then say that he should have been more clear and when he when he spoke because he wasn't very clear and that led everyone to believe that it was a much worse situation than he right. actually meant it to be 
So in one sense, I get Punk going on trying to defend himself. Um, But in another sense, yeah, like that's that's only going to get you in trouble. No one's going to read, you know, Chris Jericho is a fraud and be like, oh, yeah, I think he I think he is ready to come back to work. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, but what I was going to say is that I did notice that the response from like wrestling media and people like people in wrestling was a little different than the response from the fans. Like you had, you know, Sean Ross Sapp's you know, come out on a, on a podcast or live stream and say, you know, Punk's, uh, Punk's uh, demeanor on this changed in recent months. Like he, he was trying to be more conciliatory. He was willing to apologize. He was willing to, you know, make amends. And you have someone like JR come out and say that, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he should be in AEW. It was, le- whereas the fans were just like, how could you possibly do that? That's so you're now you've ruined every chance you ever have. Of So like the response from people in wrestling they didn't seem to care as much mm-hmm. about Punk's post as like fans did. And that's not even saying fans are wrong because if I'm, if I'm at work and someone <laughs> shares that I'm a fraud and a liar on social media, <laughs> like I probably would be mad at them when I see them next time too. So I get it. Yeah. My, my, my whole thing with, you brought up a good point with the wrestling, like, the wrestling media and the people within wrestling like i think they understand that this is dead and buried and it probably has been since probably a few weeks after it happened right Mm -hmm. so you keep opening this you know they keep ripping the band-aid off of this wound aka the the wrestling media and all it's doing is it, it yes okay it creates a buzz but like does AEW care like they're getting all the like this is wrestlemania week and everybody's talking about cm punk's instagram think about mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i like, get why the wrestling media does it because people pay attention i mean it has been six months since cm punk wrestled and like everyone still wants to talk about him so i understand why they okay. continuously talk about him like why do we continuously talk about him like it's it's interesting and it people, is and people care mm-hmm. so i get why they continue talking about it but I mean, they understand that there's power in that. And that's why we always talk about like, oh, why doesn't Tony Khan do this? Or if, you know, if, if this is real or if this is fake or he should do this, he should do that. Publicity is publicity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I sent Rick a little article today and negative news sells for AEW better than positive news because they can't compete with how positive wwe's positive news is i mean they're a corporate machine that has millions of dollars tied up in like make a wish this that and the other so and i mean they could issue a press release on monday saying a hundred thousand people paid to see wrestlemania right well aw can't do that mm-hmm. so i guess yeah go, so that's how they got yeah i get that yeah so if you can just roll with somebody doing something on twitter that you don't even have to pay for like of course, Tony Khan is. I mean, he might care per se, but once those views start to go up and once the whirlwind starts, that dude don't care because mm-hmm. it's just it's he's CM Punk just gave him a commercial to sell pay per view or to sell an angle or hell, I'll use that tweet a year and a half from now. You know, like it it, it generates a good buzz, so they're gonna roll with it. And as long as the internet keeps melting down, they're going to keep doing it. I saw something interesting. I think it was on Meltzer. They were saying that in the old days and like, you know, 
pre-1990 or mid, you know, pre-Monday Night Wars. Mm -hmm. um, wrestlers basically got paid for the number of sales for a pay-per-view or the number of people who bought tickets to the show. Mm -hmm. um, since Monday Night War, since WCW, basically they're all on guaranteed contracts. Oh, okay. So in the past, you might be more willing to, oh yeah, we'll bring an Ultimate Warrior, even though he's, you know, I don't like him, but he's going to sell tickets. So I, as another wrestler, want Ultimate Warrior on this card because I get a percentage of the ticket sales and he's right. going to sell more tickets. Whereas that's not the case right now. So does that make people... Does that make someone like, you know, Kenny Omega or Chris Jericho less willing to bring Punk back? Because it may not, it doesn't directly help them right now. Like it could in the long run, if AEW becomes more successful and, and you know, gets a better TV deal, like they might get, their next contract might be bigger, but it doesn't specifically help them right now. Does that, does that still work in terms of pay-per-view buys? Right. That I'm not sure of. I don't know. Because hmm. yeah, AEW, like uh, WWE, it doesn't because they no longer, no longer sell pay-per-views. Right, right. But yeah, I don't know if AEW, if that, if they have something in their contracts, like if you sell more, your show, a pay-per-view on sells more, do you get paid more? I don't know. That, that, that's a good question. I, I don't know that. But going back to what you were saying, Rick, I'll counterpoint that just the name CM Punk attached to your company can get you a better tv deal so i agree omega, with that and, mm -hmm. omega and jericho i think are smart enough to and again we're making it sound like this dude can't walk into a room without punching someone in the face like <laughs> it, it, he's not that bad it, and yes much worse has happened in wrestling exactly than, than like, this yeah and uh, uh, there's probably fights probably all the fight. time i mean it's whatever but that's also why I feel like JR didn't care because JR has worked in WWE in the 90s. I feel like JR has seen a bunch of stuff. And JR is like, yeah, well, I've, I saw, I saw this is like an average, you know, Monday night. Whereas the stuff right. that I saw is like way worse. I saw, I saw Psycho Sid try to stab Arn Anderson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was on that plane. When, didn't uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Mr. Perfect smash yeah, into he, like the emergency exit and almost, yeah, almost, like, kill, almost kill them all? Yeah. <laughs> And that Ric Flair, you know, sexually assaulted. Uh, right. But, yeah. was, Jim Ross is in every Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yes. Talking <laughs> about what he saw. <laughs> well, I mean, just imagine being head of talent relations then. You had the second wrestling boom. A majority of them were on drugs. <laughs> yeah. And there was more money flying around than you knew what to do with. Right. I mean, there's some wild stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So what do we think happens? What are, what are our thoughts with the, the punk thing? I like what you and you and Josh said, I, I think, I think it's Josh said this. Like, I, I think this is something that was buried a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think everyone involved, I, I was thinking about something like, I think AEW always is in this weird place. Like so much of wrestling identity is through WWE. <laughs> so you're in that, that weird place like if you do something that's familiar to people it's too wwe if you do something that's so anti-wwe you piss people off because it's not pro wrestling quote unquote right. yeah i think i think this negative press if you want to call it that is just AEW's way to shift the narrative consistently right and and there was something that, like, I guess Punk, I was traveling when this happened because I, I think I messaged you, Rick. I'm like, what, what, what did Punk do now? Yeah. <laughs> and 
Um, you, left, you left the internet. That was your mistake. Uh, yeah, I did. I, God forbid I take a day <laughs> off. But, um, but like what, what happened? Like like Jericho did like he did the sent the gif of Matt Hardy doing the delete. Um, uh, the delete motion to Punk's Instagram comment, apparently. So, yeah. yes. like, if you're really that angry, like, that's not how you necessarily lash out. Right? <laughs> I was, right. yeah, like, it, 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 that would happen between two middle school, like, a bully and the person that they were bullying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was such a childish way to deal with it. Like, you're, what, Jericho's in his 50s, Punk's in his mid 40s. Like you call him on the phone and be like, "Dude, what the hell is that about?" Yeah, it's not like they don't have each other's numbers, <laughs> exactly. right? Like, yeah. Right. So I, I, I think he comes back. I totally. You know, I. It, it's. You know, I, I there, again, there have been far worse things in wrestling. I think there's enough. I, 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 I think you know something happened in at All Out, right? And, but it's been buried and. It's, you know, it's like you can pr- put out those negative stories. Oh, we don't want him back. And it's a way to keep the narrative going. And uh, he comes back as a heel. And there you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's going to come back with the BCC. That's my. Oh, okay. Especially now that they're full-blown heels. That's yeah. a new thing. Ooh. I could. When the first when when after Mox was on the podcast with Renee, you're right. He still kind sounds kind of annoyed, um, mm-hmm. but I think that's just Mox. Like I think he's kind of always annoyed. Like that's not right. even a like he's just kind of like he's a grumpy kind of person, right? And that's not even in a negative. Like I he's great. He, I think he's hilarious and he's a great wrestler. But like I Absolutely. think that's his kind of personality. Like he's he vents about stuff and he complains about stuff. Like he sounds kind of agitated most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but anyway, when that first came out, my thinking was, oh, if he really has, if Punk really has a problem with Omega and Bucks and Kenny and Mox, like that's too many people who are high up. And if Mm -hmm. they actually don't, if they actually don't like him, I could see them being like, eh, don't bring him back. Like, not like if he comes back, we're leaving, but like, just, we don't want him around. Like he hasn't been here for six months and we're all happy. So don't bring him back. But then you had JR and other people saying that, like, oh, he's he seems to be willing to, you know, be conciliatory, which made me think that, oh, maybe they already, what both of you said, they probably already made up. And Mox maybe is annoyed at the fact that he's still talking about this, not necessarily annoyed at the situation. He might just be like, yeah, whatever. That was six months ago. I don't even care anymore. I just want to wrestle. Mm hmm. Yeah, and this is where, Rick, me and you have talked about it privately. This is where this didn't need to happen because Meltzer put his foot in his mouth on that stupid message. That message board post was like, that was irresponsible of Meltzer. Even if he's, I mean, he's a wrestling journalist, but he still calls himself a journalist. And as a journalist, that's like, as a person, that's like, yeah, to, to post something that vague is especially knowing the truth right because then yeah. it aided him and he was like oh well yeah actually i knew this and i knew this oh, i should have said this six months ago like okay because <laughs> like, if you've noticed he... now that, that a lot of people on the internet still think and it's, it's the internet right so whatever but right. a lot of people still think that that short match that punk had with moxie where he lost the title 
a lot of people mm-hmm. think, oh, he wasn't cleared for that match. That's not Melcher's even clarified. That's not what he was talking about. He was right. th- he was saying the build for their match was short because Punk wasn't cleared earlier. Like they might have wanted to do a match a month earlier or two months right. earlier, and they couldn't because Punk wasn't cleared. That's what he was actually trying to say. It's just the way he initially phrased exactly. it made it seem like, oh, Punk wasn't cleared for the match at all, which made AEW look bad. And then he was like, yeah. wait, no, that's what, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean he wasn't cleared for the match. I meant he wasn't cleared for when they wanted to initially have the match. And, and see, this is, I, I'm devil's advocate all the time. This is where my brain works. And Meltzer's smarter than that. If he's not in on it, or if he wasn't, like, if he wasn't saying like, hey, Tony, can I stir the pot a little bit today? You know what I mean? Like, he's smarter than that. <laughs> And I mean, it, it is it is relatively convenient that at the same time they came out with a backstage rumors television show. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is dealing with this exact moment in time that they keep trying to somehow bury, but this moment in time keeps coming back. Right. <laughs> I do think even if no matter what happened, no matter how serious it was, um, Punk didn't like murder anyone or you know attack totally. anyone's family or anything right so like yeah they're all adults and experienced wrestlers like everyone involved is experienced none of them are not to knock someone you know like Ricky Starks or Danhausen but like they're new to like big name wrestling they're new to like right. whereas like Moxley and Jericho and the Bucks and Kenny like they they've been in like major wrestling companies for years right right and they're should be mature enough to go hey yeah that was that was crazy Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. It's very childish, I think, if any of them have not moved on at this point. And, I mean, we have said it a million times on here. In every locker room, in every sport, there's no way every single person gets along. But they get along for the greater good. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the people in AEW realize that oh what we have here is like really special like they even get health insurance like there's nine to five jobs that don't get health insurance and these people are jumping off ladders into the crowd and get health insurance like come on it's pretty special to work there uh and they get their hotels paid for on like wwe which is amazing to me it's amazing Uh, to me that WWE still makes you drive around (laughs) i'm not going to go into it a lot but the fact that they still make you rent a car and like drive to your next date isn't that's that's ludicrous to me <laughs> it's the most absurd thing and I, it, uh, go ahead paul I, well and just like piggybacking off that like it amazes me that I, listen i'm again I, I am not a pro wrestler but i like i would much rather go one place during a week if i had to do that much travel versus working for wwe leaving monday night raw and then driving to kalamazoo michigan <laughs> and then to Fort Wayne and then to Evansville and then to Chicago. Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I've, so, heard, I've heard people say, oh, now that Triple H is in charge of booking, you know, because the internet loves Triple H. Um, right. are, are all the free agents going to want to sign with WWE if the money's the same, which the money probably is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the travel is, yeah, that's, if you're working two days a week at AEW, one or two days, whereas you're working five or six at WWE, like that's, the sa- even if it's the same amount of money, like it's the same amount of money spread over two days versus that much amount of money spread over five days. 
Right. And the fact that someone's booking everything for you. Like you right. just get a text message and say your tickets are in the email. <laughs> and you right. show up at the airport. Like there, there was a tweet for somebody trying to defend WWE, which why you would defend a $9 billion company like <laughs> is beyond me. Even if it, like, I don't care if you're loyal to it or not. It's a $9 billion company. Like there's nothing you can say that is right. <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> defend it. Right. Uh, even but if you like their say, TV show, yeah. Right. Like, they were trying to say, oh, well, you know, that's all business expense. You can write all that off. Yes, that is all true. But if you're traveling that much, you're going to have to rent, like, 14 other suitcases for all the receipts you're going to have to carry around with you for the entire Plus, season. you have to do it. You have to, like, book Plus a rental car. And, like, yes. you have to book your own car and your own hotel and, like, plan your own route. And, like, yeah. I think, like, I think I've mentioned this before, but Kevin Nash talks about the 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 trip the the travel in like 90s wwe mm -hmm. whereas like i think he said he rented a car in chicago and they drove for like a month they went all the way to like arizona and then drove back and returned the car in chicago over like a 28 day period or something like that like why are you doing that and he the reasoning was like that they're in small towns or they're in smaller places where like they're not near the airport. So right. driving to the airport, flying, getting another rental car, driving, it's like it's just as much time than it is to just drive yeah. straight there. Um, but why are they making them do that? Right. <laughs> do they do they still not have guaranteed contracts in the same way that like, is it closer to, like, the NFL-style contract and the WWE that you can be released? Yes. Okay. Yeah, their contracts are essentially well, very one-sided. Very one-sided. They can release you at any point, but basically you can't. You, okay. You, you can't agree. request a yes. You have to request a release. It has to be granted, which it never is. Right. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're very one-sided deals, and... I don't understand how they're legal personally. <laughs> like, it's very strange. Yeah. Well, right. Like they're, they're classified as independent contractors. Right. So like they, they don't have a union. They don't have. It's like, right. Because, Oh God, like I, you can separate from that sort of contract anytime if you were the employer. Yes. And Yeah. It's, but it's an $8 billion company that does all this good. Like why? Right. That's what I mean. Like the, the other thing with pro wrestling and contracts I never understood either is like, it, like if you're just a job guy, like I know job guys don't necessarily exist that much today, mm -hmm. but like, imagine being like Iron Mike Sharp in the eighties. Like, okay, your job was to just get beat up every single day of the week. But what was he actually getting paid? Like they had to take care of him in some way, right? Cause <laughs> because why else? Why else would he do back? it? Right. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you get to be Iron Mike Sharp. Like, I mean, yes, he wasn't Hulk Hogan, but that dude got to see the world on another guy's dime. And and, and that was back in the day where I've heard that people like to wrestle on whatever card Hogan was wrestling on because they got paid a percentage of the gate. And there you go. Shows with Hogan was a sellout. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, that just dawned on me. Um, on, a, on a slightly related note, I don't know if either of you saw um, Cody did an interview where he was talking about how he hates Seth Rollins and he almost got in a fight with him backstage, which like clearly, oh did, clearly didn't happen. 
Right. But I just loved him being like just throwing out backstage fights just to like stir up some more. Like Cody's always working. So he would just yeah. like, there's oh, I was gonna backstage fight just to like make make a story about him. It was it was fun. <laughs> Cody is just like they could be filming the backstage and he could pull a knife and stab somebody. Eh, it's just not that interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 eh, That's like, great. I don't know. How did how did so much talent like disperse <laughs> from Dusty to Dustin to Cody? Like how <laughs> like was it just DNA? Like there's less DNA for talking after a certain point. Like I think honestly, I think the problem is Cody takes himself really really seriously, and wrestling is not that serious, and it's very silly. And, yes. and his brother recognizes that like Dustin exactly. is all for being silly. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Cody, even Dusty Rhodes, like he was, when he went to WWF yeah. and they were like, we're polka, polka dots, dots and dance. He was like, all right. Like he I'll just, get over. Yeah. But like, I think Cody is just, he takes himself really, really, really seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes it not fun. But it could be fun. Like if he was, like you can take yourself super seriously, and if you just have a little wink of irony, oh yeah, Cody has no irony whatsoever. And there's no irony. Yeah, there's none. Yeah, there's... None whatsoever. <laughs> the whole time in the AEW, when everyone was saying, "Oh, this is a you know a long con heel turn," I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. He just he thought it was he thought he was being a face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like there was no irony, there was no wink and nod, there was no wait and see what happens. This Cody is just what Cody is, guys. He solved racism. He really did. So I think that's, we should we should be cutting on some slack here. Yeah, like he <laughs> he solved the five hundred year old problem in the United States. <laughs> he did, and Anthony Agogo was never heard from again. <laughs> I, the, the sad part is he 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 started to make a comeback, and then he got buried again. Yeah, <laughs> poor Anthony, poor guy. Well, speaking of now that we're on topic, dynamite yes. also happened. <laughs> Dynamite also happened. <laughs> to go to, to cut to it, you know, an hour almost into our podcast, there was also a an AEW show recently, so maybe we should talk about that. Ah, yeah. It's uh it was a heck of a show, first off. It was. I enjoyed it. It was a good show. It was it was continuing their trend of more of a storyline focused show mm-hmm. versus a wrestling focus, but like that's fine. Like I'm not knocking it. I liked right. it. I thought it was good. I, I did think it was good too. Um do you think this is a little bit of uh, a double J sprinkling this in with his uh, producing? Yeah, I can see that. One thing I actually noticed on All Access is how many wrestlers seem to be producers. Like I, Tony Tony Schiavone went over to someone, I forget who, and was like, oh, me and Sanjay will write, talk, talk about that later. Like Sanjay Dutt's clearly doing something backstage. Yeah. Um, there were scenes when like Billy Gunn had a headset on and he was like doing something backstage. Like I feel like, there is a lot, there are a lot more wrestlers involved in the day-to-day production of the show than I assumed there were, because it seems like Tony Khan does everything. Right. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. So it could easily be, yeah, maybe it is, maybe Double J is involved in this. I don't, I don't know. But there has been I a mean, change. Like the shows have changed recently. Well, this, I'm going to ask you guys this because I was, I mean, I would watch it here and there. A lot of people or the past few weeks have reminded them of TNA. Does it remind it you guys? I I've never watched I didn't watch it enough it. to to okay. know. I never really watched it. 
that was like TNA was on when I was like had checked out of wrestling. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's most people that checked out of wrestling. Yeah, same at here. That point. Said, yeah. like, if it would be on, I would be like, oh, I haven't watched wrestling in a minute. And I'd watch a match or two and like, I don't know, I just leave or quit paying attention. But yeah, I, I always really kind of knew it. what was going on in TNA, but never really watched it. I would see I, I've retroactively seen a lot of uh, matches after the fact, or I've gone to indie shows where guys that were big in TNA or at, were in TNA at the time, uh, like Abyss. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so I, I would go back and like, but then like I would gravitate toward the train wreck matches um, in TNA, like, you know, Jeff Hardy, you know, doped out of his mind. Right. Versus yeah. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, like, like I only, I'm, I'm trying to think like, I was, I'm thinking more of like Jerry Jarrett, right. And, um, Jeff's dad, right. Mm -hmm. Like, like his Memphis booking, like the very long form narratives and, and a lot of wrestling, but not, I don't know, like, but that was a very different time, like seventies, eighties wrestling. Right. Um, that was the first show I've seen in, in a few weeks and, I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty solid in terms of. It, it has uh, been very solid. Yeah, they've and they've they focused on like they picked a few storylines, and kind of had them run throughout the show, which I like, which they weren't doing before. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. now yes. stuff like the stuff with the BCC or the stuff with the elite, like kind of is like the theme of the show, which I like, which they weren't doing before. It was kind of everything was more more contained. And if they stay with this format, I, I, I hope they do. So when, you know, you have a blow off of, you know, just say when the elite thing ends, you have something that the second that ends, you have the next one starting up. Right. And then maybe mm -hmm. like, you know, just keep those like you're obviously going to keep the elite on television, but their narrative might be dropped down a few pegs. And then I, I just hope they keep that momentum rolling. And that would be like premier uh like um oh, i can't think of what i was trying to say we'll just say like it would just remind me of of like old raw like raw like some some storyline would end and then there'd be another one ready to go and you would just sprinkle all that throughout like leading through the pay-per-view it would just the same stuff would be going on I don't and know it would make sense be. why one thing i always found weird about wrestling is say, you know, wrestler A and wrestler B are feuding and they have their blow off match and then they both move on as if that had never occurred. Right. And like <laughs> they both have new opponents and like never interacted. Like now we're just that's over. Like why is that over? Like you should you should explain why it's over. Like someone else attacked you or you got another problem. And that's why you're moving on to a new thing. Not just like because we had a cage match. So now we just don't now we just yeah. don't hate each other anymore. Yeah, because you won and I lost. I, I accept that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think at, at points, I remember like older WWF, like there was, uh, God, what was I'm like Randy Savage and Jake the Snake. Like they had a feud oh, for like man. three years. Right. And like every time they interact with each other, like the, the commentators would, would comment, right? Because that's their job on. <laughs> on what had happened between like so like yeah that's always bothered me too and i feel like when i started like turning off wwe was i just felt like there was just it was just so compartmentalized 
between yeah. and and them not you're right not acknowledging what happened before right is a problem yeah if uh, well, if if you know CM Punk and Brian Danielson had a match now you would expect them to talk about you know how they've had matches in the past and a rivalry mm-hmm. in the past or whatever but like WWE started acting like they had never had matches before and just like this is a new thing and it was yeah it was a little odd well they did that with john cena and freaking um uh orton like they they thought like what 17 times and each time was like they had never met before right (laughs) Right. (laughs) yeah that sort of thing is is they have a problem i i've i've said this on the podcast before like aew does a better job at acknowledging things that happen in wwe than WWE, WWE does. Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> it's it's absurd. So um, what did what did we what did everyone if you saw it what did you think of um, Jack Perry's promo with MJF or that segment? Oh, it was it was killer. I mean, it, it, that that is that's the future right there, and it's they're slowly. These pillars every week are slowly taking a little more of the show over, and that that torch is slowly being passed. And I, I'm I'm digging it. That I I they could have went another ten minutes. Yeah, it was long, but it was entertaining long. Like it wasn't it. The only thing, and this is a nitpick, I didn't like when MJF mentioned that he's dating uh, Jack Perry is dating Anna J, because I that doesn't make sense on TV. I know they're dating in real life, and that's fine. Right, but. It makes no sense on TV. They've never mentioned that before. And probably a lot of people didn't know that. And her character doesn't match his Like when she shows up, she's injured or she's coming back from an injury. But when she shows up, I'm assuming she's just going to go back to her role in the JAS. And then it's a little weird for like, why are you dating this person who on screen is terrible and you're a good guy? It's, it, I don't know. I find, I, found it, I find it weird when they bring wrestling relationships in and they kind of force them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I got that. And I don't, I mean, I'm somebody that I don't like the cheap shots of who you're dating. Right. And I find it misogynist and, um, you know, like I might say that to somebody on the ice, but I, 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 yeah, like I, I was thinking more of that, but then like what you just said, like, yeah, now it bothers me from a narrative standpoint. Like, yeah, I I agree with you. MJF, a lot of his, a lot of it's a lot of the stuff that bothers me from a uh you know i don't know decency sake like it's not yeah, like it's... a i don't know if yeah but i i can see where you're coming from with the misogyny thing like who cares who your girlfriend or boyfriend is that doesn't affect you really mm-hmm. it, but yeah it, it's it's the low-hanging fruit i agree with paul like yeah it's like making fun of somebody's family. I mean, right? Of course, you're gonna hurt their feelings. Like, what person? Someone's gonna like make fun of their dad? And be like, no, I agree. Dude sucks. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, I would. Like, but that's <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was, that was dad not sucks. Dad, but... You got a point. You got a point. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm in therapy. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It it's that's kind of MJF's character is that he takes he hits the low hanging fruit. He makes fun of your sports team and. Mm-hmm that you're ugly that's true um it's very true but i don't know narratively it did bother me because it makes no sense that he's dating like and if they make them on-screen characters like that could wreck everything making sammy and, and ty on like that wrecked everything mm-hmm. true because i mean ty even said on all access they had a 
a whole baby face run planned for her and then everyone ate her. <laughs> right. And it sometimes it works like Brit and uh, Adam Cole being together kind of still worked, even though they weren't on screen and then they, they became an on screen couple. Like they didn't really explain their storyline, but it kind of worked, but it doesn't always work. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of hope they don't have Anna Jay start coming to the ring with him or because I mean, how do they explain her JAS stuff? And I mean, Sammy made sense because he's dating someone who's a heel, but he's a heel. So that's fine. Uh, well, maybe they could make it. Unless a, they turn her. I was going to say, maybe they can make it like a empowering woman's movement. And she's going to stand by her significant other. Like, yeah, this is what I was doing before. But MJF, you said that. Well, F that. I'm here now. Yeah, I don't really love when they they've they've gotten away from it now, which I really like. For a while, every woman was attached to a guy. Like they had, you know, Ruby was, you know, Eddie True, Kingston was, was Eddie yeah. Kingston was defending Ruby, and Ty was with Sammy, and like they did a little too much of that. So I like that they got away from it. So it'd be I wouldn't want them to go back to it. Good point. Good point. I was just thinking, how sick would it be if the outcast attacked MJF and spray painted the triple B? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like the outcast angle. I know a lot of people don't seem to like it. I really like it. I think it's I think it's oh, good. Wow. I almost went off the rails right there. Who doesn't like it? They're <laughs> blind and deaf. It's incredible. I like it. I think it's great. Um, so good. They also made, and this is not a knock on, on Riho. I think I said last week, they made her seem a lot more dangerous. And they made her have kind of a character now. Like, I don't watch Japanese wrestling, so maybe she has a character, but I didn't know what it was. All I knew was she showed up on Dynamite every couple months, had a match, and then wasn't around anymore. And, like, I didn't have any real reason to care about what she does. But now they've made, like, she has a role on the show. She right. has a character. She has a, you know, she has allegiances with certain people or feuds with certain people, and it's it's made her more interesting. Uh and it's made everyone more interesting. It's made, you know, Willow is a great, great wrestler and a great character. Oh, yes. But like now she's involved. Sky Blue is involved. Jamie Hayter is involved. Britt Baker is involved. Like they've got, they've got kind of everyone involved in an angle, which, like I said, a few months ago, the only people who were at angles were because you were, you know, feuding with a guy. Right. So they've, they've, they've done a really good job with it, I think. It was, it's been very necessary because like, I know there's been a lot, you know, I was criticized like jokes of it's nine twenty, Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sorry, central time, nine twenty, And it's time for eight twenty. It's time for uh, the women's match. The, the one women's match. Thing right. They a lot right. Of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they were struggling to have any sort of like, just any narrative that could drive those give anything for the, for those wrestlers because be, before that, right. It was either you were attached to a guy or you were feuding for the women's title. And right. even that was so compartmentalized out of the rest of the show. And now I, I, I really like the outcasts. It makes sense oh, from great. like to have those three working together. They all have legit gripes. Um, their, their promos have been pretty, pretty damn solid. And, you know, I, I like that. I like, like, you don't want to do, you don't want to go full NWO. Right. But like an outsider group, you keep it pretty small, I think is pretty, pretty effective. And 
yeah, it's it's really good. It's really nice. I, I agree, and I think since they added Ruby, it's gotten like it's gotten a lot better. Uh, mm -hmm. I liked it from the beginning, but Ruby, her like personality or her like the promo she cut was really good, and just her kind of whole vibe really fits with mm -hmm. them, and I like it a lot. And she was floundering for a long time, like because when she yeah. came in, like there was that initial pop, and they pushed her in in a couple of matches against Brett, and and then she was just like you know Eddie's sidekick for a right. while and yeah. yeah like she fits with that group just in every way and i'm happy for her yeah i think it's i think it's good i'm glad i'm glad that both of you like it because i like it as well yeah. and wow. every time i see like i'll read like a, a review of, of dynamite and people don't like it i i don't even understand how you don't but hey it's wrestling yeah. people don't like the same things i get it but very true i think it's i think it's good um then we have the main angle of the show the BCC just like Correct. ruining, just ruining people. Uh, oh, Dalton Castle, uh, this was depressing. <laughs> as awesome of a segment as this was, I did not like to see Dalton going out and the boys going out like that. I um, like that it wasn't Dalton. Like they kind of mocked, true. took him and like held him down and then like. Boys. Right. <laughs> um, I was actually surprised that it was this much of a squash i mean i, I agree would, I, I thought it would be at least a little bit of a match like, and aw tends it, to not do squashes the one thing i'll knock them for a lot is they have this is just pulling out a name they'll have you know mox fight you know Stu grayson no knock against Stu grayson he's a good wrestler right but he shouldn't be he's not john moxley right or evil right. uno or any any like they're not john moxley so that match shouldn't be it should be five minutes right right so I was surprised that they did this because they usually don't. They usually give even the lowest card wrestler some offense against mm -hmm. the top guys, and they didn't at all. <laughs> but I liked it. Like, I, I thought that's – if you're going to put the BCC over as, like, brutal and killing everybody, like, yeah, they should just destroy people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it set the tone, and it was – with Danielson coming down at the end, I mean, I, I, everybody saw that coming, right? I mean, yeah, I, but it yeah, was great. Okay. Like I, lo I love. Oh, it. it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> there was, oh, dude, I, I know you were, you, you weren't watching live. It took everything in my power to just text you. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh man, it's so good. Why does, why, why is he not here right now? I thought Maybe that was, was great because. When he came back, my my first thought was, "Oh, they're going to explain that he came back to like calm down the the rest of the BCC because like right. he he said he was leaving to you know be with his kids. So apparently, three weeks with his kids is enough time. He no longer needs time right. with his with his children. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Three yeah. He's like they they just sing songs all. I can't hear Baby Shark anymore. I'm done. I'm I'm going yeah, back to work. <laughs> I've had it with Bluey. I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> We will not attack Bluey. Bluey's the greatest show. Bluey's wonderful. We, Bluey's cannot, great. we cannot insult Bluey. Yeah. Um, but I, my first thought was, oh, they're going to bring him back and he's going to say he's going to take control of the BCC because they're out of control. But I actually like this a lot better that like he's just like, oh, they're doing cool stuff now? Okay, I want to come back. Like they're hurting people? Cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm going to come back for that. And it gets us from what it seems like it's, we're going to get another Danielson Kenny Omega match, which I'm very excited about. <sighs> Oh man! All I wanted was a Kenny Omega singles run, and I'm getting one, and I'm very happy. Yeah. 
and oh my god, I just thought of it right now. You're gonna get Danielson and Omega at we'll just say uh not forbidden door double, double or nothing. nothing. Yeah. And um what if Punk helps Danielson win? Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see and that. That would ruin that would have him not come back at Forbidden Door where you will be. But right. Did I mention I was going to Forbidden Door? I don't, I don't know if I mentioned that this week. <laughs> oh, you have now. It's official. Oh, very, very excited. <laughs> 73 minutes and 55 seconds. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was great. I'm really excited. The, the Bucks Amazing. apparently are injured, so that's going to yes. slow down the feud a little bit. But I think the, the Elite versus BCC feud is going to be really good. Yeah. I feel bad it's, for Don Callis, who apparently split the back of his head open. But Hey, ooh, man loves his craft. He went yes. headfirst into a lighting rig. I mean, that was... Uh, well, we'll go right into that. We'll go into the Hangman promo. Yes. Um, well, we, we did... Uh, in During the promo, Hangman did tell us that the Bucks are legit hurt. I think they said Matt Jackson has a partially torn bicep and... Uh, I don't know what they said Nick was. I think it's a separated like, shoulder. Yeah, Separated shoulder, that's what yeah. it was. I was going to say, Nick's is, not that that's ma- uh, not that that isn't major, but compared to a torn muscle, it's not. Right. Um, okay, the whole Don Callis thing, I was thinking about this. Um, <laughs> he's coming up to apologize because he, you know, Hangman's grip slipped and it's what caused him to fall. <laughs> um <laughs> Do they just play this out as like a cheesy 80s wrestling storyline where he just keeps trying to apologize and be sincere and keeps getting destroyed every time he tries? So he finally <laughs> just gives up. That would be fun, actually. Yeah, I know. That'd be good. I would like that. <laughs> I do like think after... I do think oh, Callus yeah. has a still has an ulterior motive here, and I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. And I mean, obviously everyone thinks oh, he's with the BCC, but, like, that's too obvious. Right. Like, I, I'm thinking he's going to be the liaison for the Bullet Club. Okay, yeah. Because because then that would keep the elite, you know, together. And then, I mean, Juice Robinson told us, what, two or three weeks ago now already, that the Bullet Club is here and there are more coming. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm confused by this Juice Robertson, Ro- Ro- Juice Robinson stuff. So, that would make a bit more sense. It, it, see, this makes me think about if they're having trouble with visas. Like, right. why would yeah. they have said that three weeks ago? <laughs> it's like the Bullet Club's here and they're coming, and then and just now it's do nothing. Four yeah. weeks in, there's that's just not even been a Bullet Club T-shirt on television, right? And he stopped using the Bullet Club theme, I think, when he's been coming out yeah because it just says rock hard yeah <laughs> and i don't care tony khan should have 1000 percent offered vince mcmahon however much money to record that voiceover for, <laughs> for his music <laughs> like what a baller move would that have been like, yeah it costs us 10 million dollars but vince mcmahon says rock <laughs> well while we're on theme music i don't know if you yes. noticed kenny omega had his new japan theme yesterday yes he did was it because it was Which... a new japan title match or is that is that going to be his theme now i think it was because it was for the iwgp right um oh. but 
that's that would be my guess. Yeah, I, that's what I assumed as well. Um, for a whole week, I heard people complain about uh, there being no story between Kenny Omega and Jeff Cobb. Well, if they would have watched this show, um, there's apparently like 11 years or whatever right. story there that they could have easily looked up on the internet. Um, <laughs> right. I, I think a lot, I mean, we have seen Jeff Cobb a couple times now in AEW, but if there was any uh, new fans out there, I think he probably impressed a lot of people. This match was banging. Yeah, it was. Um, not to knock <laughs> Jeff Cobb. I've seen him in other matches and he's good. So this isn't mm-hmm. a knock on Jeff Cobb. But much like Danielson, I feel like I could have a match with Kenny Omega and you could go, hey, sure. who's that guy? He's pretty good. When like, no, it's it's 100% Kenny Omega. Not saying that this match was that. Right. Just a match with Kenny Omega isn't really <clears throat> an indication of how good you are as a wrestler. But he is a good wrestler. Well, it's like going up against Bret Hart, right? Bret Hart can make... Who was that, who's that legendary guy? Tom, Tom McGee, wasn't it? Yeah, Tom McGee. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> Who they thought was wow. going to be like the next superstar because his first match was with Bret Hart and it was so good. <laughs> and then he had other matches that were not good. And we're like, oh, that was just Bret Hart. <laughs> uh-huh. It took Vince like 10 more years to realize that that was Bret Hart. And, and maybe maybe we should just push that guy who's having all the good matches with people. Oh, God. Oh, I, I, the, the, I, I mean, I love, we all love the Hitman, but the Hitman's blind loyalty to vince is disturbing it's confusing at this point it really is it is it, it really 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 is <laughs> anyways <laughs> um <laughs> adam cole let's go to adam yes. cole adam let's cole returned that. in a adam in a match cole. that was pretty good i liked it mm-hmm. oh yeah it, it um, did what it needed to do because danny danny garcia is like good enough as a wrestler that it matters to beat him but it's not like it, he does, he's not jumping right into like a main event storyline. So I thought it was good. Um, the, the crowd instantly with the, your wrestler chance uh, again, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I'm he's the be- only guy who this uh, sports entertainer thing is kind of working for the, the JAS sports yeah. entertainer thing. He's the only guy who like, I don't know, maybe it's his character that he's, clearly a, a technical wrestler, but calling himself a sports entertainer, like it's working for him, but in a way that it's not working for really anyone else in the group. Well, it's working for 2.0. Come on. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they could do <laughs> anything. Yeah, they'd, they'd be perfect. They'd be perfectly fine on their own too. <laughs> they, they were uh, just a quick little side note. They were on the AW games podcast and they, they do a game show where they tag teams have to answer questions about each other. And it, the, the greatest, they were talking, everybody knows they're from Canada, obviously. So the question mm-hmm. was, who is the greatest hockey player of all time? <laughs> and I don't know. They must talk about this all the time. But they said, well, is it the greatest or the best looking? So, <laughs> so Evil Uno changed it to best looking. And they instantly had the same answer of Bob Gainey. And I don't know, Bob Gainey looks like, look him up. It was the greatest answer of all time. Nice. It was so good. 
Uh, all, all the hockey nerds out there will understand that, but yes. it was yes, amazing. <laughs> it was so good. I I had a Bob Gainey poster and a speedo in my living in my bedroom as a kid. I think we all did. Right? We all had that. <laughs> I, I would have liked it more if it wasn't. Your, if, if, if it would have actually been in your living room, not I know. I, I miss <laughs> I'm in my living room right now. Living room would be better. For some reason, living room makes it even better. <laughs> to this day, you have that Bob poster <laughs> in your living room. I do. I do. The original. It's actually in my office now. I keep getting called the HR. And I'm not. <laughs> like, like, what a time. Like, why would that poster even exist? <laughs> like, like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We know you're a hockey player, but we're going to have you in a Speedo. Uh, it's like, huh? What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, it's funny. He made um, he made the selkie sexy. That's what he did. There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, seriously, if you don't know Bob Gainey, look look him up and just laugh. It's <laughs> the greatest answer to any trivia question ever. Um, but yes, uh, Adam Cole. Now, I I think Garcia carried this match a little more than he needed to, but I think yeah. they were a little cautious with adam cole do you do you i agree i agree with that yeah yeah um and which makes sense like they don't want him to like immediately get hurt again um but yeah it was a good match uh then for some reason at the end jericho came out complete with theme music (laughs) um which was weird because he didn't do any he didn't do anything (laughs) but this is people are going to get upset i don't know how both of you feel i Jericho was remarkable in his ability to attach himself to whatever's the hottest thing in wrestling at the time. It's unreal. He managed to like, oh, Eddie Kingston? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be with him. Uh, oh, the BCC? Yeah, I'm going to wrestle them. Oh, this Ricky Starks guy? He's like, yep, I'm wrestling him. And now, oh, Adam Cole seems to be getting a lot of buzz. Yep. And in one sense, I get that it's a good thing because Jericho was a big name. So getting a victory over Jericho does mean something. But in the other sense, like, Jericho does really he picks his opponents really well in the yeah. fact that it's always the guy who is the biggest guy right now and i'm not saying he's like burying them all he's not you know 2000 triple h or or 80s hogan right. um but he is managing to get himself into basically every hot angle he can see like you pointed this out and it just bugs me because <laughs> he doesn't have to do this right like why, like Adam Cole doesn't need him. He doesn't need Adam Cole. Like, p- put him with uh, uh, Fuego del Sol. I don't know. Like, no offense, Fuego, but uh, just somebody that could use the Jericho rub. Like, yeah, like the action and ready thing made sense. Like, that was cool. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, right. Like, you know, have him wrestle somebody to just, um, whenever he first put over Jungle Boy, was it if you could last 10 minutes with him? Because you'll never last 10 minutes with me, blah, blah, blah. Like, have him do that with somebody else that that actually would matter for them. Because him or Adam Cole, nobody is going to gain or lose from this. Right. If if Adam Cole beats him, it's not like, oh, now you're a main eventer. Like, Adam Cole was already, he's already challenged for, like, the world title and, like, he doesn't need... He doesn't need this match with Jericho. Yeah, I guess, just, I guess, in the sense that it's two big names against each other. But I'm bored with Chris Jericho right now, so yeah, it doesn't really do much for me. His promos are long winded and kind of cheesy, and like his wrestling's fine. Um, but I'm just, I'm a little over him right now. 
I'm with you. Like, I, I really cannot wait for Fozzie to go on tour so I can, like, miss him a little bit. Yeah, so like, I'm not saying he should back. leave wrestling. Just he should leave wrestling yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, like, three to six weeks will be perfect. Yeah. Seriously, like, just yeah. go on a little mini tour. I'll miss you for a few weeks. You come back. I do I'm... think the, the JAS has run its course, though. They don't really need to yeah. be. It is time for something else. Yeah. I agree. And whatever that is... Because, I mean, he's had a group basically since the beginning of since of, the beginning, yeah. of, of Dynamite, right? So it would be kind of interesting to see him without a group at this point. Yeah. I, I agree on all points. I I thought the look they gave each other, I was like, ah, come on. Like, I, <laughs> like it, uh, no no disrespect to either one of them, but like it doesn't, I don't see what it, what good it does for either of them at this point except for jericho to be in to be on tv more and i like the jss uh when it first started i thought it was and it just it burned out so quickly yeah and i i yeah i I, yeah i like jericho needs to take a sabbatical and uh that's fine nothing against him but it's yeah it's not working. I mean, I guess in the sense that I was trying to think, why would they have him face Adam Cole? I guess in the sense that they want Adam Cole, Adam, they want to establish Adam Cole as a top face, so he needs to go against a, a bigger heel. But does it have to be Jericho? I don't know. Or I totally just thought of this this very second, like the trust factor with Jericho. Like, yeah, that's true. It'll be his first match back, and a match with Jericho. Like, it's not like you're putting him in there with like. Uh, mocks where mocks will grab like a ladder or something like right. the Jericho match is going to be very mocks will randomly stab you with a fork right like you know Jericho I don't want to say safe because Jericho I mean he's a great wrestler like this the match would make sense but it would be safe for a Cole medical right. too yeah Jericho is very well trusted so if that's, that's the, if if that's the way they're going, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, okay, that but, does make sense. I, I'm I'm still bored with his character, though. I'm but, still bored yeah. with his character, totally. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, but, I hate um, to, I hate to do this. I'm being called away. So how dare you? Okay. I'm, no, I'm sorry. All right, we'll allow it. All right, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm got I'm I I'm gonna fight Chris Jericho right now. So. Of course, because you're the hot oh, new things that he wants to be part of it. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get All it. All right, man. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. Well, we know a little bit about next week already. So we have. Yeah, it's a big. It's a big show. Yes, uh, it's. uh, Let's see. We'll be. Well, we're into April, so like uh, about what six weeks away from double or nothing. Eight weeks. So yeah, we're we're getting into wow. We're getting into summertime. I know. Unreal. the guns versus FTR, where the stipulation is FTR put their career on the line, um, and the guns just have to put up the titles, which is really not that fair of a trade. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's pro wrestling. I know this uh, is clearly um, playing on FTR talking about how their contracts are up. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a chance that they brought them back to put over the guns on the way out. Like maybe that's a legitimate chance but i really do think that if they were not resigning why would they bring them back like two weeks ago just to have them lose again like Like the guns already beat the guns already beat them they could easily just say 
the guns kicked them out of AEW. Like there's no need for the match. I think they're just doing it to play off them not resigning when they actually have resigned. I think FTR I, wins. I agree. And I agree. And this being noted, um, <laughs> when this match was announced, uh, someone, one of the people I follow on Twitter just said, Oh man, look at this for next week. I can't wait. The number one, response underneath was a thousand bucks they show up at mania and the guy said i'll take that this match takes place three days later <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the idiot was mad <laughs> it's like well yeah i mean i'll take you you said you bet me i'll take it they're not gonna be there <laughs> on a on a unrelated note but slightly related um what we we're yeah. talking about the the mox podcast but i forgot to mention mox um interesting point where he said he had no contract over the summer oh, he goes i yeah, could have he goes i could have showed up at SummerSlam if i wanted to i didn't want to but i could have um what do you think of tony like that shows i guess that he really trusts him because yeah. he could have he could have theoretically gone anywhere if he wanted yeah. to um so would is would tony khan give ftr the belt say their contract runs out at the end of april and they say they haven't resigned do you think he would give them the belts to try to like encourage them to stay and then like he could theoretically get burned by that right like them if they yeah if he gives them the belts being like okay so you're gonna sign now and they're like no we're still not gonna do that because there is there is it was reported recently brian cage's contract is apparently up or i don't know if yeah. it's up already or close to being up but he's he holds a title in roh so basically right now he's fulfilling his dates he doesn't know if he's gonna resign um but he's just he's fulfilling his dates so that kind of thing could could potentially burn Tony in the future. He's being pretty trusting with these guys. Right. Saying, you're not under contract. I'm going to let you. Like Cody. I mean, wasn't Cody's contract? Didn't he not have a contract? And he stayed on yeah. to, to drop the belt yeah. to Sammy. So at some point, is someone going to screw him? Like, are they going to walk One, out with walk out with the belt? 1,000% that will happen in the time of... In, unless every contract nowadays has something in it where you can't show up somewhere else with like the company logo on. Right. I mean, they'd probably get sued if you took the, cause they, I mean, the, the belt is probably company property. So I'm sure, right. I'm sure if like, if say Mox did show up at SummerSlam with the title or FTR showed up at, at a WWE show with the titles, I'm sure they'd get sued for having, for company, having the belts. But the company's going to cover you. As right. Well. WWE would say, Oh yeah, if you get sued, don't worry. We'll, we'll pay. Exactly. It. That's, and like I said, unless there's something where, you know, it, uh, I don't know if they can write it up as like a felony for like defamation of like how you're not allowed to like talk about a former employee like negatively. Right. right. Like unless it would fall under that. I. But that's very interesting, but it would definitely happen because, I mean, it's pro wrestling. Uh, somebody is always the bad guy. <laughs> yeah yeah um can um, you well, imagine i'm a i'm a, obviously we're AEW fans but can you imagine right. if mock showed up at SummerSlam with AEW title i'd be sick i mean <laughs> like i just looked it up the main the main event of that SummerSlam. surprise surprise roman reigns versus brock lesnar um oh. can you imagine if roman reigns beat brock lesnar and then moxley walked out with the AEW title jesus Christ. like how insane like that like i i would i would love it as like a, yeah, a totally. wrestling fan like that would be <laughs> that would have been super cool yeah that, that, 
I mean, it would hurt AW. It would really hurt AW, but it would be really cool. Wow. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's going to happen with FTR. I don't think that there's a danger of them walking out with the belts because I think they're already signed. I think that's why they brought them back because they're they're already signed. So, and there's too much respect there to, as you said, you're not going to bring them back to just squash them again in a week after they put their career on the line. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You're not going to do all that for nothing. Right. What is it? Uh, what does it help AEW if FTR loses? Like, say they are leaving. It doesn't yeah, help AEW like, to have them lose again. They've already lost to the guns. Like, if, right. if, if they had the belts, I could see obviously bringing them right. back so they can drop the belts. But, right. or if they were in the middle of a storyline that hadn't concluded, keeping them on to finish the storyline. But, like, they'd already finish the stuff with the guns. Like, if they were gone and they were just going to lose to the guns anyway, they've already yeah. done that. There's no need to do it again. Uh, agreed. <laughs> and another title um, match we have uh, Jamie Hader versus Riho. Jamie Hader versus Riho. Um, I mean, this is um, obviously Hader's going to win. I mean, yeah. Coming up on a pay per view. Right. Uh, see that belt changing hands? No. Uh, it'll be but they match. have made me care about Riho. Like I said before, I, like, I didn't know much about her and she was a fine in the ring, good wrestler, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I like, I didn't, I never. This is going to sound bad, but I never looked forward to a Riho match. And it's not because she's not a good wrestler. It's just because I didn't know anything about. There's a lot of wrestlers I don't know much about. Um, but now I know, like now she has a storyline. She has a more of a personality. She has. So like, yeah, now that now I'm looking forward to this match. Like now I think it's going to be really good. The thing with Riho that I don't like and all the announcers do it. They put her over. Well, not put her over. That's wrong. I'm sorry. They don't necessarily bury her, though, but uh, they, they use her only weighing 98 pounds as, like, like yes, it's a hindrance, but, like, when she jumps off the rope, like, let me throw a book bag that weighs 98 pounds right. at you. Like, that, you can't catch it. Well, if you're in really good shape, you could, but right. you know what I mean? Like, it's still 98 pounds. Like, yeah. And I would like them putting like... her over more as like, yeah, she's small, but like, she's really fast or like something, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, you know, she's not going to knock you out in one punch, but she'll hit you five times before you, the first one registers. Or right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the hater versus Rio match is really like Jamie haters, you know, big and strong and Rio's small and fast. Like that's what they should be pitching yeah. it as. Right. So yeah, I agree with you. I never, I never thought of it that way, but that's a good point that they kind of made it seem like, oh, she's done any pain. So that's nothing. But like, it's, yeah, you're right. right. It's, not, it's not nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the first thing I thought, like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to hit you with some, this pile of bricks. Don't worry. It's only 98 pounds. Of bricks. <laughs> right. So it's fine. <laughs> right. That's like, it's not, it's like, it's a hundred pounds. Like, it's... <laughs> right. Um, we're, we're going to hear from the BCC. Yes. Uh, that I'm looking forward to. I was just going to say that this either better be a really long segment or insanely short where you learn nothing, but you want to like, they give you just enough. Right. And then they just throw the mics down and walk out. I do. I've been waiting to hear from, from Danielson and Mox. So this is what I feel like was missing from the elite suspension situation. We never had them come out and cut a promo and maybe it's because they couldn't explain their absence in a storyline way that made sense. Um, eh, true, but 
I'm really looking forward to this. I think you're right. I think it's either going to be really lengthy, like Danielson's going to go into why they are acting the way they are, or or it's just going to be like, we like to beat people up. Bye. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we don't owe you anything. Yeah. Oh. Right. Oh, so good. I do like that they, people complain, and I kind of get it. People complain, oh, Mox had that Texas death match with uh, Hangman, and then kind of no-sold it in the sense that he was back wrestling like the next week. Right. I I can get where that viewpoint comes from, but it clearly has affected him. Like Danielson and, and Moxley are different. They both lost at that pay-per-view. They both tapped out. Yeah. And now they're both, you know, angry. Like they're much angrier than they were prior to that. And they're they're acting extra tough to like prove that, oh no, we're tough guys. Don't like don't don't let the fact that we tapped out at the pay-per-view make you think that we're not tough guys. We're going to show you how tough we are. I think it's, I think it's great. And I just thought of something. Is Danielson still going to be in like the gray area? Because like, what's he going to, like, he's not going to put Max over. Right. But is he just going to forget that he wrestled Max? Like, (laughs) you know, like no matter what he says, he's going to come off as a baby face. Right. Yeah. I hope he's, I hope, remember when he turned heel, um, against hangman and like was you know beating up the dark order it's easy it's easy everyone turns heel by beating up the dark order because everyone everyone likes the dark order so it's easy to like turn heel against them um i hope he's that kind of i hope he's that daniel said where he just cocky and full of himself and like you know doing push-ups or jumping jacks at the side of the ring and like i think that's hilarious oh yeah that's amazing (laughs) or he i hope he goes i don't know if you saw him you probably didn't in wwe he was the the, the planet's champion I, that's when he had the wooden belt like, yeah yeah, I yeah. Saw the pictures and everything and i was yeah. i was reading about it he I, was amazing I, that was when i remember they turned him heel and i remember thinking he like that was right after like he came back and you know retired for a couple of years and came back i'm like you can't turn him heel like everyone loves him right he, he can't be a heel but he was so good at it like he's just he was so good at it he like had uh, a, he had a level to like his obnoxiousness where when you're a heel, but the stuff you're saying kind of makes sense. Right. It's even better. <laughs> like MJF's problem is you don't believe the stuff that he's saying. Right. Like you. Yeah. But like when Danielson comes out and he explains, you know, why he's attacking you, you're kind of like, okay, I, I, yeah, I would be, I would be mad at that. I get it. I'm still, I still don't like the guy, but like, it makes sense why he's doing that. Like he's, I feel like that's the heel turn. He's going to explain it really well why he's acting like this and i think it'll be you know we've always said we're a group of guys who likes to hurt people we're we we haven't changed maybe you changed but it's not us oh you're right oh that's all i could see them doing something like that or i could see them start to talk and like kenny omega cuts them off and just beats them up oh that 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 would that would be awesome too that would cut it short yeah so I'm really looking forward oh. to this. I think this segment, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think it's going to be great. Same here. Uh, oh, it's going to be a wonderful segment. Um, and finally, the last thing that we know, uh, oh, well, you know two more things. You know two things. You know two things. Uh, Starks versus Juice Robinson happens. Uh, yeah, like I said, they, this has confused me. Juice Robinson has yeah. confused me. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know for certain, but maybe they're dealing with, uh, again, some visa issues because why you would have him promise the bullet club 
and then <laughs> have three weeks of television where right. there wasn't even a mention of the bullet club. And where he just kind of comes out and is like, I'm going to fight you, but like Dunn never right. does. Like it's, yeah, it's it, weird. Like it seems like, it was, you're right, it seems like they're stalling. So maybe that's why yeah. they're stalling. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, played devil's advocate here. Maybe they thought they had Jay White signed and Right, maybe they don't. That, yeah, you're maybe right. Maybe they don't, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe he, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it was, um, it, it, it's going to be It's been confusing, for sure. It's been very confusing. It'll be a good match, though. Uh, yeah. And finally, uh, MJF Day, which uh, I don't know what that is. Probably just a celebration of him. Yeah, they're obviously. in Long Island. Last time he got super cheered. Oh, that's cheered. right. Last time he got yeah. super cheered in Long Island. So I'm assuming that's yeah. going to happen again this time. Um, oh, I was just, I just, I just, I was just thinking he had his, <laughs> he had his, uh, one-on-one with jungle boy this week. Um, okay. is he going to have, is another pillar going to come out this time? Is it going to be Sammy or Darby? Well, whoever it is, it's the heel. So I'd probably say Sammy. <laughs> they may, I was thinking Sammy makes the most sense because he's going to get booted regardless. So yeah, it makes sense to have him come out in MJF's hometown and kind of start or a thing between just, the two of them. Or you just send Darby out because, like, what Darby doesn't need Long Island fans. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> it's it's interesting. It, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. And I'm just, b- before we move on, just little going to play devil's advocate again. As you were talking about the BCC, I, I happened to look something up. Uh, we are a few months away from edge's contract ending right do edge and christian end up in AEW? <laughs> i don't know because there also have been rumors that christian's gonna end up in wwe so i don't know i would like to Is, see them i would like to see them wherever they go i would kind of like to see them end together agreed is christian's contract up soon um he showed up at uh all out was it all out when he showed up yeah a couple so years ago. This, and I was going to say, I thought this would be year two. Yeah. And, and he was injured for a bit. So they do extend people's contracts when they're right. injured. So, yeah, I don't think okay. his contract's up. So, okay. yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Let's see. But I like, I would like them to end together. Even if it was in WWE, I think that it would make sense for their careers to end together. Um, the rumor has it that, uh, Edge is going to have Gangrel with him at Mania. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if the three of them could end together, even though Gangrel hasn't been as important to... Not as important, but he hasn't been tagging with them as long as they've been with each other. But it would still be cool to have all of them together before they finally retired. I agree. Okay, uh, Christian signed in March of 2021. All right. So if it, if it was a two-year deal, it could conceivably up. Yeah, but doesn't Tony Khan usually do three years? Yeah, he usually does three years, and plus he was injured for a while. So they usually okay. would extend so, it. Okay, so there is some overlappage. Yes. Uh, I'm, but then again, I could totally see... Uh, I mean, I don't think Vince would, if they would have Christian, like obviously he would be just Christian. It wouldn't be Christian Cage from AEW. Right. Yeah. But they would like they would have to have a way to have him say AEW. 
Well, I know that was the sticking point with Billy Gunn, right? They wanted they wanted to acknowledge that he was there right. from AEW. And WWE wasn't willing to do that. See, that's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me because like they had Mickey James as impact champion. She was in the Royal Rumble. Right. And the condition was that they she got to be impact champion. Like she brought the belt out and they mentioned that she was the impact women's champion. Like I don't get why they wouldn't have Billy Gunn and just on his name thing that comes up on the screen, yeah. just like have an AEW, just be like representing AEW or something. Like they don't have to mention yeah. it a lot. Just have like exactly. Or let him wear like the you know the acclaimed T-shirt or something, right? Like just let him do something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, they're so weird. It's weird because um, like anyone who doesn't know AEW exists at this point is not going to start watching AEW because oh Billy Gunn, okay, I'm going to watch. Exactly. Like that. No offense to Billy Gunn, but like if you don't know AEW exists at this point, Billy Gunn is not going to be what turns you. Yes, I, I totally agree. And like, now, no offense, neither is Christian. Like, if you don't know AEW exists at this point, you're not going to watch AEW. True, true. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate one more time before we move on. There are the rumors are starting to really pick up steam that WWE is going to be sold here pretty soon. Yes. Uh if Tony Khan. It, 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 I'm, we're going to pretend that his name's not even in the hat to buy it. Right. So, if WWE is sold, do they cooperate if, in the future? Or is it going to be always that hard line, us versus them? I mean, it depends on who they're sold to, right? Like, if, if, it's, if it's Saudi Arabia, I don't know if they'd want to. Well, yeah, like I'm just talking about if a normal company. But yeah, say it's like Disney or Comcast or UFC or something. Yeah, I think they could, they'd be more likely to play, to to work together because. I I think so too. Because Vince is, Vince (laughs) takes things very personally and Vince, like you could say Tony Khan has mentioned this as a war, which he has, but, but Vince also sees all competition as something he has to squish. Yes. Um. So I can see another company being like, oh, if we had a show with them, you know, once a year, like a Forbidden Door type thing. Right. That could make them a lot of money. And I think a, and, a company like Disney, they don't care if there's another wrestling company. There's a million movie studios. And like, it's not right. like, it's not like Disney's going out of their way to like run them out of business. Right. So. Right. And yeah, see, I, I think they'll be willing to play ball too. And even work together as in like, uh, I, like you just said, Mickey James in a battle royal, like uh, Royal Rumble, just have I don't want to say like the box because that's two people, like just have Kenny Omega show up, right? You know, it, he doesn't have to win, or just that surprise factor of holy mackerel, that just happened, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think they'd be more willing to play, and then if a forbidden door would exist or i mean it does exist but if they would be there i'm going to forbidden door by the way yes you are yeah there you go and i'm surprised you don't have the days (laughs) there's a timer like counting down yeah Yeah. (laughs) um oh i forgot what i was gonna say now oh like if you're going in debt buying a company for nine billion dollars if you could run a pay-per-view and say hey we run this pay-per-view once a year and we net like i don't know just say three million dollars yeah i don't know 
like, hey, that's one day we make three million dollars. Right. Yeah. Like, that's good for business. So. Right. Um. Anyways. The that not not to stray on this point, but the the absolute dumbest thing WWE did, not in terms of like just all the bad stuff Vince McMahon has done, but like on screen, <laughs> yes. one of the dumbest things WWE has done was when they bought WCW and then went out of their way to just bury WCW because they own them. (laughs) So it it would be like if, you know, Disney bought star Wars and then dedicated themselves to destroy, like, you know, mocking (laughs) star Wars every chance they got like, no, you own it now. Like just make money off of it. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember like back in the day when it sold, like there were proponents, like I would read all the magazines uh, like, yes, there were magazines back in the day, people. <laughs> I mean, we had the internet too, but like, yes, like there were people in the road and the magazines were saying like, why don't you just leave it alone? Right. Like just shop it to another, like, obviously you don't want to be on a competing network like right. Turner, but you could be on like a, a uh, competing network, but not on the same night. Like, right. You're not yeah. going to compete against yourself every Monday night. Right. And like, of course, you know, I was, I was just young. It's like, no, you got to do it differently. But like in hindsight, like that's totally what they should have done. Just right. Like even had a press release come out and say, yes, of course, everybody knows that Vince McMahon bought this, but this is how it's going to run. This is who's going to run it. And this is where it's going to be. And once a year at WrestleMania, we're going to have a culmination of both shows or right. both shows are going to culminate on this one thing even if they treated it like a like a minor league sort of like an nxt right. type thing where like they would send you quote unquote down to wcw to right. you know get more training or whatever like yeah uh-huh. the fact that they didn't just run it as a company was very weird it's so dumb uh <laughs> speaking well, of wwe we feel like we have to mention of- it wrestlemania yes. this weekend yeah it is a big show um we can't not mention it, especially because our, our favorite wrestler is competing for the WWE Universal title. And that I would be... I still say it's going to be screwed. That would be, of course, Cody. <laughs> I, I saw yeah. I, Jim Ross was talking about it, and he was just like... Yeah. I, he, he basically said, like, he better win. Like, it, like him not winning... <laughs> him not winning makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so so oh, they might do it. I mean, the, the fear everyone has is Roman is at, like, 900 and something days as Universal Champion. Yeah. And there's, like the fear people have is that they'll want him to hit a thousand. Oh, and that's like next month or something. Right. So, will they have him win just to, to hit a thousand. And that would, that would suck. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. But see, at this point, like you almost just give him a stupid match at mania to let him hit a thousand and have Cody beat him on the thousand and first day. Right. I, I mean, agree it's it 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 writes itself (laughs) like it's not that complicated yeah pushing cody into this match and if if the if i think he's gonna win i do think he because it it makes it's the only it's the only outcome that makes sense is for cody to win because you don't sign a new guy you know push him to the moon like they've pushed him really fast he's only had like 10 matches or something i mean he was injured but He's only had like 10 or 12 matches in WWE and he's already main eventing WrestleMania. Like they pushed him super fast. And I think part of the reason they did that is to show everyone in AEW like, oh no, we're not going to bury you if you come here. Like we're going to look, look what happened to Cody. Um, But if he loses, that's yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. And like, you know, again, just saying it out loud, 
why isn't it, it like i didn't realize he was that close to a thousand days why isn't he wrestling sammy to just beat him right and then you give the then you give cody the next match like yeah because they want to do they want they want the cody match at wrestlemania um, i get that but, but like this is what like we we just talked about it on the last podcast of biddy when i asked you guys randomly you know who the longest reigning champions were like this it's unprecedented somebody be a champion for a thousand days right so why stop them at 967 right yeah <laughs> and then you're gonna have to wait another three and a half years like come on <laughs> right it's yeah they they could they have kind of booked themselves into a into a bad situation here now <laughs> i want to play devil's advocate again what if their plan is to give the belt to cody and he's gonna hit a thousand <laughs> <laughs> and then they can go to Kenny Omega and go see look you could be champion for a thousand days if you signed here <laughs> yeah oh my god people would it's nice that that Cody gets to to fight for the WWE title even though yeah. he couldn't even though he couldn't win the AEW title correct he, he it's, took it's a good out of the picture it's a good consolation prize I mean you can't be AEW champion but <laughs> you could be WWE champion I guess that's that's not bad I, I'm still I, laughing. I love. I absolutely love Roman saying oh. you started. You started a company, couldn't get over, and then ran away. <laughs> that's hilarious. That oh, that's that's amazing. a great comment. <laughs> I, if if like Roman... Cody should have just exploded into dust at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you come back from that? It's true. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, as I said last week, Roman Reigns was the most over person in AEW with just that line in that, in yeah. that promo. He was way more <laughs> over than Cody ever was. We're not going to go into all like, but like, yeah, Cody was not, Cody, like Cody was not working in AEW for whatever reason. It was not working. It was, it was I saw Eric Bischoff said that, himself. oh, they should have just, they should have kept him. Tony Khan never should have let him leave. They should have turned him heel if he wasn't getting over. Like, I'm pretty sure they wanted him to turn heel. I think he didn't want to. I think that's the problem. Like, if Tony Khan could have kept him and had him turn heel, like, that would have worked out great. But I think the problem is he didn't want that. Yeah. Everybody wanted him heel. Yeah. Like, that would have been so fun. Except Except for for him. him. Which, I guess, yeah, good for him. He's getting what he wanted. Yeah, He's getting to be be the superstar, you know, face that he wants to be. Um. But it's weird. It's all weird. It is. It's very, very weird. And of course, like, it's not the only show this weekend. That is true. We have Super Card of Honor. Yes. Which uh, sounds like it's going to be a really good show. Oh, that show is off the hook. But they've booked. I, they've booked um, basically everyone. Apparently, I saw today that if uh, Will Ospreay hadn't been hurt, he was supposed to be there too. Oh wow. I think Aussie Open's going to win. We'll, we'll start with that. Was yeah. the, uh, we're not going to go match by match, I don't think. But No, we'll just, we'll just talk about a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, the Reach for the Sky ladder match. Um, I think Aussie Open wins it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that for sure. And then, I mean, they, could, then they could defend it at in New Japan. They could defend it at Forbidden Door. They Forbidden could, yeah. Door. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um. And new titles are coming. I saw I saw Claudio yeah. had a new title. I saw a photo of him with a new title. Oh, I didn't realize they were getting all new. Yeah, titles. they're replacing all they're putting the new logo. The the one Claudio had, it was like a still of a video. Um, uh-huh. 
but it basically looks like the RH title he has now, but with a new RH logo oh, on it. Okay. It looks good. Okay. Nice. Um, so apparently they're all getting new titles, not just the tag titles. Very cool. I didn't realize that. I, I even though I read that article, I just didn't sink in. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was in a different, I think it's, I think it's out somewhere else. Like it's not on Twitter. Or something. Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, I've been meaning to ask your, your comments on this because you've been watching ROH. W- yeah. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the uh, Claudio Eddie feud? I think it's good. I like it. Oh, it's so it's, good. It's been them playing into like this long running feud that they've had forever. Like 20 years. Yeah. Like. And I, they did they did a video package on their like 15 year feud or whatever. Apparently that yeah. was Eddie's idea. He wanted them to, oh, wow. to highlight that. So it's yeah, it's been really good. I, I like I, I love Eddie Kingston. So I don't think he's here. I don't think he's gonna win. Do you think he's gonna win? I don't think he's gonna win. I do. I do, do think he's gonna win. Yeah. I don't think he is because the uh, actually the same reason I didn't think Claudia would win when he first challenged for the ROH title. I thought Eddie Kingston's never been a world champion. And do you want to save that moment for AEW? But then they they let Claudio win his first oh. world title in, in ROH. So maybe they're yeah, maybe yeah, may, I'm talking myself out of my own opinion now. <laughs> maybe maybe Eddie does win. I don't know. The only reason I say that is like obviously there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on with the BCC here. Yeah. And yeah, you're I right. Maybe Claudio just, leaves ROH for a while. And I know him just bringing the belt to the ring means absolutely nothing. You, right. you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's on AEW TV, but it's not like a Ring of Honor match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he just has the title. But I, I could see them wanting to, at least at the beginning, like me and you have talked about, like, like how Athena has been the champion for a good minute. Like, put the belt on somebody that's just going to be on ROH. Yeah, or... like Samoa Joe hasn't been on AEW since he lost. Right. Since he lost to Wardlow. They, I, right. I think you're right. They do They do want to put their the ROH guys just on ROH for a while. So, yeah, that's actually for, a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Just I think, yeah, I think Eddie might win for that reason. Brand. Yeah. Establish the brand and, you know, just differentiate the two for, for a little bit because eventually... And then when I they meet, meet yes. yeah, yeah, like when an RH guy shows up on AEW, it matters. Yeah, because they, I mean, I think you talked about it a few weeks ago. Now, there's going to be a lot less of, oh, who's that Joker guy going to be? You know, like they could just throw a Joker in a in a uh, battle royal match or something, like a someone from roh like right somebody that if you pay attention to the product you at least know their name right yeah that's a good point there's not going to be any more cole carter situations where you're right. googling the name that just popped up on your television right yeah i agree with that okay uh, yeah now now i now i think eddie's gonna win you convinced oh, me there you go thank you ah <laughs> i have the power of persuasion on my side there you go nice job thank you um well uh we're over two hours now so uh it's a big week so do you think you want to end it here or do you want to keep going? yeah i think i think it's a good place to end it we've good talked a lot it. of the stuff we wanted to talk about um yeah big week coming up in just in wrestling in general there's a lot i, I think yeah. i saw somewhere like in in and around the la area there's like 95 wrestling shows or something like there's wow it is cool <laughs> like we don't watch i don't watch WWE. you don't watch WWE that much anymore um but it is cool that like mania is kind of like a big wrestling week like that's kind of fun uh, yeah 
I know Tony Khan said he didn't want ROH because ROH always ran this show the same week as as WrestleMania. I know he initially said he didn't want to have any shows during this week, but I guess he's changed his mind. He he likes that tradition. Yeah, Um, I think you're right. He likes to keep the tradition that ROH had, yeah. Even though it's... Do you think it'll run over? It'll run against Rampage? Because it starts at, like... It's early, but it could conceivably uh, run... It's Friday night, right? So it could conceivably run against Rampage. You know what? It might end right as Rampage... Because, what, it starts at, what, four? I think so. Uh, It'll probably be over around eight or nine. Yeah, you're right. It'll be over before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Oh, what was I going to say? Something about... Oh, um, whoever buys WWE and, like, I want the best for that company just because that's what I grew up watching. Right. I don't want it to be Saudi Arabia. Right, I I agree. That would be ironic as could be and funny in a little bit of a way, but it'll also kill a the oldest (laughs) wrestling company. Well, the NWA is the oldest American wrestling company. But anyways... I really yes. hope they keep the WrestleMania tradition alive. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be it would be a weird day if like they started having if if, yeah. if it was sold to a non non North American owner because it, it is such yeah. a big part of like North American wrestling. Whereas like yeah, it would be odd if they it, yeah very odd. It, it, yeah, it's like I, I don't know it. it to a wrestling fan wrestlemania weekend is like super bowl sunday right you know so it it, i really hope it continues like i said even though i'm not a fan of the product like it's a part of it's as americana as it is yeah i agree like wrestlemania is in the dna of the united states and well north america just per se yeah so um yeah it's it's a big week um it's going to be a fun week and you know we're like i just said i couldn't believe we're already talking about double or nothing in summer already so that's right uh here we are april tomorrow i go to dynamite and oh yeah that's gonna be good that'll be fun (laughs) wow yeah that'll be really fun uh yeah everybody thank you as always um uh every week man we're here we're, we're working on one year that's crazy that's we're right working on the we're getting close i don't know what number episode this will be i, I forgot to look i think it's um, like 40 40 i don't even know it's bad that we don't know that right i think it's like 45 46 45 46 okay so and we missed um, a week but we'll just we'll say 52 is a year yeah we'll say this is this, this is 56 46, 46 yeah. sorry yeah so even though we missed a week we'll say 52 is a year because we did yeah. there's a couple weeks we did too yeah, yes, good call. So yeah, we're coming up on a year. So like, thank everybody for that. Um, just uh, heads up to anybody: if you um, if you see me at Dynamite, come say hi. Uh, I will be in section two thirty eight, I believe. Um, I could easily look that up, but my phone's on the other side of the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, but if you need to find us, uh, just Google us. But we are at Elite City Pod everywhere. If you yes. just Google Elite City Podcast, we come up. There you go. Um, see, I learned from last week. Thank, thank you, Biddy. <laughs> yeah, Biddy. It only it only took her to explain to me that Google exists. That's right. 
Oh, you can I look complain. things up on the internet. I understand yeah, now. I only complain about it every week that people don't know how to use Google. <laughs> I myself apparently did not. There you go. Um, yeah, just Google us. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, comment, please. Um, again, we picked up a few subscribers this week. Thank you. We did a heck of a lot of traffic on uh, Twitter, which I've been meaning to tell you about. I'll tell you after the show's over. And we've had a little bit of a different format the last couple shows, so let us yes. know if you if you like it, if you don't like it. Um, it's been mostly because we've had guests, but we also kind of like just the more free-flowing talking situation, so let yeah. us know. Would you rather have us go like match by match like we did earlier, or would you rather have us just like talk about whatever is going on in wrestling? Either way, yeah, I mean, let us know. Either way, we'll do it. Yeah, whatever you guys like, because you know it's no different for us. Um, it's easier for us to just talk, but if you want us to do it the other way, it's not a problem. That was fun too. Yeah, it's fun. It's and it's just as easy. It's just a matter of one, one's a you, there's a little less writing, but not that much of a difference. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Um, but yeah, you know, thank you all again. Uh, you know, just enjoy this weekend. If you're going to watch Supercard of Honor, if you're going to watch Mania, enjoy it. Um, don't forget that it's not us versus them or them versus us. It's wrestling it's fun yeah it's just it's just wrestling it's not serious it's just wrestling yeah uh have fun so rick do you have anything to say in closing no i'm i'm good good show nice to nice to nice to keep this going yeah nice to keep it going and uh like to thank paul for joining us again yes Uh, definitely and we didn't even uh, badmouth him after he left so that is true that's the that's the level of respect that we have yeah, we could always edit in the bad remarks. Though. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> Record true. them later. Now. That's right. Anyways, uh, again, thank you all. And until next week, later. Later.